Let's get a show of hands. How many people are on Facebook? How many people have been on Facebook this morning? How many people have been on Facebook in the last 10 minutes? Probably. Wow, I was on stage. I couldn't be, but I did get the <laughs> notifications. So it's pretty amazing what, what Facebook has done popping up as such a, a force in everybody's lives. And, you know, so you have a force in everybody's lives, which is music, and you have a force in everybody's lives, which is Facebook, and it's only natural that they intersect and overlap. And we're really lucky, uh, thrilled to have Ime Archibong. Uh, it's not always so easy to get someone from Facebook to come talk <laughs> on a panel, uh, but we are thrilled. He's been a, a member of the community here, come a bunch of times, and we're thrilled. And I think the way to start off, I mean, you have a bunch of interesting, you know, a visualization of, yeah. of how music spreads over Facebook, I think. Is. Sure. So uh, yeah. Yeah. we have a little video that this was just rolled out this morning. Just and this morning, yeah. Before we even get into that, I'd say thank you, A, for inviting us and having us here. This is awesome. I've, I've been, I think, three times now over the course of the last couple of years, and to see it grow, to see people excited and engaged this early in the morning, I think one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that you didn't mention that you learned was to keep the AC on to wake people up. Yeah. I put on a collar, which isn't that often at Facebook, but I'm keeping my hoodie on because it's so cold in here right now. Way better than too hot. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But yeah, as you mentioned, Facebook and the intersection with the music space has been interesting to see it grow over the last three years. And one of the things that we actually put together and, and put up on our Facebook Stories website this morning is data visualization of the different conversations, the way I like to characterize it, of people talking about music on the Facebook ecosystem. For the last nine years or so that we've been around, people have always talked about music and Facebook, be it posting YouTube links, status messages saying, what music should I listen to? And one of the things that we did in late 2011 was work with companies like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Songza, Earbits, so on and so forth, to make sure that the conversations that people could have around music were becoming easier that the experience itself was elevated to a point where more and more people would want to do it and more and more people would be excited about the experience they're creating. So perhaps we can show this. It's nothing more than, for the last three months, just taking a look at the popular songs that have been shared across the Facebook ecosystem and represented into uh, what we're calling, I guess, essentially a, a beat map across the United States of where people are listening to songs. So what you'll actually see is the different songs represented by different colors. I know. Was that Daft Punk? <laughs> no, this is for the last three months. So you'll oh, okay. see uh, songs like Thrift Shop dominating across the United States. You'll see songs like Scream and Shout by Will I Am and Britney dominating too as well. But this is just a representation of where the songs are being played. You can see spikes in New York and out in the West Coast and down in the South. And as different songs gain popularity, they kind of take over the other songs and the levels that they... Um, so is that, that's day and night. That's why it keeps spiking? Is that... It's day and night, and then, yeah, just, it's, it's plays, right? So you've got to imagine that a lot of these services that it's coming from, uh, you know these folks out here, they have their cyclical times when people are listening to music, be it in the office, on the ride to work, or, or what it may be. But nonetheless, yes, this is a, kind of just an artistic representation of the music that's being played across the Facebook ecosystem right now. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So it, it's amazing what it really has done for the whole you know, music listener ecosystem but we've got we've got a lot of kind of tech folks in the audience here and what, what I think a lot of people 
are looking for are you know kind of actionable items. So so do you have any examples or suggestions of really great ways that someone building an application or thinking of building an application, you know, especially underutilized ways <laughs> to really amplify the listens in the business? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think one of the things that is actually really interesting about, I think it was just last month, they announced that they're going to take streams into consideration for platinum, gold, so yep. on and so forth. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what effect we're going to have on that, right? And, and really helping artists or whomever it may be reach those you know those milestones and those levels for their records but yeah as a as a music developer yes like facebook itself is going to be i think an interesting platform for folks to look at i would tell them or tell folks to, <laughs> you would just yeah, do yeah, absolutely <laughs> to, do, to do a couple of different things i think first and foremost we finally rolled out our new profile which is called timeline and one of the things that we did a really good job of was making these things we're calling sections so house sections whether it's in music video or television more prominent on users' timelines. So it's really a home. So users, there's, there's two pillars that users want to talk about music in the Facebook ecosystem. It's one, just brag and tell about it, tell your friends to think about things, but it's also, this is my identity, this is who I am via music, and we've done a really good job of, you know, putting that up in the forefront now with the, with the launch of Timeline. So that's one thing, looking at that and figuring out how you can plug into that ecosystem in a nice way is, is important. The other thing I would say, too, as well, is to look at the platform just more broadly, right? There's companies that are doing a great job of leveraging the APIs, you know, the social plugins, the login that we have. I think RDO, for example, has been leaning into the platform in a heavy way for the last two months, and they've seen some really good near-term success. You know, there are impressions going up 10x on Facebook, and that's, you know, getting more and more Facebook-connected users inside this RDO ecosystem. I think their last release with their app, they actually made finding your Facebook friends in RDO kind of one of the first things on the onboarding flow, which has really paid off dividends to them. And then last but not least, we, had, we acquired a company called Parse a couple, it must have been weeks ago now or maybe months ago. But if you are an early developer, I'd actually say look at the Parse ecosystem and the tools and the services they're providing users right now, or providing companies right now, because it, it gets you away from focusing on the back end and everything mm -hmm. that you're going to be using to scale out across platform with your mobile apps, and it lets you just focus in on your user experience and kind of the, the UI that is the fun part. <laughs> Interesting. So, so, I mean, is this what you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to hear? Are there any specific questions from the audience? I mean, I, sometimes I go to questions early. No, no, no that's a, let's mix it up. <laughs> Are there any specific questions anybody has about how better to work with, integrate with Facebook or move, move the whole thing forward? Miss, Mr. Chuck Fishman. Just for people that are managing pages, um, you know, we can have an email list kind of widget or, or something on our Facebook page, but is there a better way we can get to understand our audiences more than just seeing like we have, you know, 30,000 likes. How do we actually go in and look and figure out who our, art, who our, our, our fans are, specifically their, their user information? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think personally identifying information is always tricky, but you can drill down to the demographics that we provide on the analytics page. Hopefully you're leveraging that to, you know, using your artist promotions or where your artist is touring or how your artist is communicating actually to the Facebook ecosystem. We've seen a ton of folks did see trends and success from just saying, okay, I have 30,000 likes. Let me look at the demographics. Actually, I didn't know that, you know, 20,000 of them were actually in Mexico City as opposed to United States. Perhaps I should be, A, communicating to my audience in Spanish and then, B, also making sure that when we go and we go on tour, we're going down to Mexico City first and foremost to tap into that energy and excitement around our platform there. But your point is, well, I mean, your point is very well taken. I think as an artist, and that would be the other ecosystem and community out there yes. that I think needs to be thinking about the Facebook platform in a serious way, is your page, 
your profile plus subscribe turned on or whatever it may be is kind of your home base and your, your communication channel to your Facebook user, your, your Facebook fans, your Facebook connected users. One of the things that we're doing from a product side of the house right now is making sure that we're incorporating all those different assets into one kind of cohesive story that's going to be powerful for the industry. We relaunched the newsfeed. It must have been earlier this year now at this point. One of the prominent things that we added to that was a music filter. So now as a user, I can go and I can say, actually cut and curate my, my, my newsfeed to just music activity that's happening across the Facebook ecosystem. For the longest time, that activity was just subject to some of the stuff you saw up here, right? which was folks listening to songs via an RDO or a Spotify or a Pandora. Now, and it must have been a couple months now, but we've infused kind of the, the page posts that are coming from your musician pages into that same music filter. And as that continues to get more and more prominent and more and more usage, it's going to be a great distribution channel and communication channel for your artists. Let's dig a little deeper into how you would recommend an artist promote themselves over Facebook. I mean, because it's kind of interesting because there's kind of fans and then you can be in people's feeds and then you've got kind of can call the music from the outside services. Are there suggestions on how to integrate like off Facebook promotions with on Facebook promotions? Or is there anything you would like to talk about it that you saw an artist do or any actionable things that an yeah, artist yeah. could do. Yeah, so actionable would be first and foremost just have a presence. So have your page, have your profile, plus subscribe turned on. That's table stakes. Next on that is essentially just trying to figure out your publishing strategy. I think for the longest time we've been talking about how content wins, visual pictures, videos, songs, whatever it is, being published into the Facebook ecosystem actually work really, really well. I can't stress how much how more important that is now than even it was last year. So once again, back to this new newsfeed rollout, as you see Pictures are bigger, videos are bigger, content is a lot bigger, it's more in your face. So literally leveraging kind of the exclusive pictures, videos, whatever it may be, I think are going to be more and more important going forward into the Facebook ecosystem. And then last but not least, yes, leveraging kind of these third-party developers and apps out there that are are helping and giving artists tools to do something interesting. Of course, I would say Instagram first and foremost. The growth that we're seeing on Instagram right now Mm -hmm. has been astronomical and phenomenal. So... Um, a lot of good artists right now are leveraging things like Instagram, like SoundCloud, mm-hmm. to make sure that what they want to give back to the Facebook ecosystem is really, really important. I've seen it actually play out, and once again, I think one of the things that you need to do is spend time really understanding what your audience will want to hear from you. Uh, I think two of the artists that I'm following right now that I think are doing the best job, one is named Kat Dahlia. I don't know if anyone is familiar with her, so I see some, some head shaking. She's doing a great job of just posting authentic content, leveraging things like Instagram um, to make sure that, hey, you guys know this is me. This is me driving, looking my worst. This is me sick. This is me getting really excited about going and presenting at the you know, billboards, awards, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. she's just giving this authentic content in like a very rich way that tends to be working for her audience right now. Another person that I'm following actually is doing a really, jo- really good job. You guys know Star Slinger? Okay. I see some people nodding their heads too as well. So he's a DJ, does a fantastic job out of the UK. Um, I think he's realized that his audience, similar to the audience that follows him on the radio or on SoundCloud or whatever it is, actually want to discover new music through him. So he's doing a great job of just doing cross promotions with other musicians and artists and DJs that he likes a lot, sound that he hears on SoundCloud and posting that stuff and making sure that people are engaging with that content and discovering new stuff from him. And like, those are two different strategies that are working for two different artists, but nonetheless are paying off really, really well for their engagement. Mm-hmm. So, so with artists, I mean, it's interesting because kind of like artists create content and art, technologists create technology. Do you, do you think that 
the musicians should really focus on just the publishing or should they be building their own apps or should they be teaming with people to build like dedicated apps or, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's early days. If anything, like, I'm excited to see what happens and have heard rumors of artists doing some very, very interesting far-out things when it comes to technology and building mobile apps and so on and so forth. So I'm actually curious to see what happens. I think one of the thesis and the hypothesis that we've had at Facebook this entire time has been, okay, it's very clear that music is social, that people continue to have offline conversations about music, so there's only room for them to have online conversations about music. What does that look like going out into the future? Like, we don't know. Similar, I just told you a little bit earlier, right? So the longest time we made tools that people could scrape in links and put that on Facebook or just status updates was how we enabled people to have conversations. You know, the open graph was kind of V2 of that and letting people have easier conversations around music on our platform. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in the future, but I know it's going to be up mm -hmm. and to the right for the industry is what I like Great. to call it. Great. It's going to be a fun ride and I Great. think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I know Facebook's excited and I hope the ecosystem's excited about awesome. kind of this intersection of social and music. Very cool. So, so what do you think is more important? I mean, I know it's all important, but on one side, you have the artists who are publishing, and then on the other side, they activate their community. And is one more important than the other? How do you kind of, do you, do you really have to can be concerned when you're publishing about how that will activate? I don't know if I'm answering my own question, but, but like people publish great stuff that never goes anywhere, and then people publish other stuff that goes everywhere mm -hmm. because it's got a hook. Is there kind of a, how, how do you, as an artist, address the whole ecosystem to kind of tie together what you're publishing and how to, I don't want to use the word make it go viral, but how to get it to spread widely? Yeah, so it's a, a tricky question to tease out. If anything, I would say, once again, it goes back to the idea of focusing on who your audience is and understanding who your audience is, because what goes viral for a particular cohort mm -hmm. or group of fans for a particular artist doesn't necessarily work for another one, right? So in the case of like a Little Wayne and kind of his page and his management page, there are three letter sentences or three word sentences <laughs> that Lil Wayne can throw out there that will go extremely viral, that will light up his graph, that will light up his users that connects with them. It could be something as simple as YOLO, right? Like something like that <laughs> works for that audience and for that cohort. Whereas, you know, it takes pictures, it takes um, thoughtful messages, it takes video, it takes something else for someone else to get lit up a little bit. So it's, it really all comes down to understanding who your connected users are, so who you your fans know your are. Crowd. Know your crowd. Yeah. Very cool, very yeah. cool. I think we got time for one one question. God, he covered everything. No one even has a question. Gigi, she always has good questions. I work with a lot of artists, but I also work with a lot of teens. And a lot of the teens seem to have been leaving Facebook and saying at least that they're heading to Tumblr. And now we're saying, oh my God, Tumblr's been bought. What are you doing to both reattract younger audiences? And how does that, is that the truth of what's going on and that teens are leaving? And how is that interacting with your music space? So slow growth does not mean leaving. <laughs> Slower growth. Sorry. Anyway, go on. Um, so I'm probably not the best person to be commenting or even you know having the the, the, the the complete insights on this question. But from what I understand, like we are continue to do well. We continue to do well with that demographic for sure. Tumblr has made moves like actually launching a music feed. I think it was late last year because they once again understood that conversations around music are something folks want to have. It's not just Tumblr where this is happening too as well, right? We see a lot of other, I would say, social platforms that you're going to be talking with Twitter after this, right? They understand like the power of music as a piece of content and conversation starter too. You see technology companies backing into 
social. You see, like the Spotify is doing the discovery and the follow in their ecosystem. You see SoundCloud doing the same thing. So we are continuing to invest in this area. I think one of the things that we as Facebook want to make sure that we become you know, going out to the future is the number one source of traffic for any music app, any music service. You know, any artist, web page, so on and so forth, that that discovery happens inside the Facebook ecosystem. And I'm confident that we have the assets and kind of the, the attention and, you know, just the energy to make sure that happens, make sure that's the case. Yeah. So let's have a big hand for Emei. Thank you so much. I really that was really good.